I'm health coach Heather, and you are listening to episode 109, Tips for a Healthy Super Bowl Sunday. You're listening to the Healthy Families Rule podcast, hosted by health coach Heather master health coach and wellness educator specializing in family health. This show is about raising a strong, healthy, resilient family with confidence and courage in a confused world. Hang out with me each week to learn practical coaching tips, parenting advice, nutrition and exercise suggestions, and stress reducers to apply to your mental and physical well-being. Come listen to all the Healthy Families Road podcast episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Healthy Families Rule podcast. I'm your host, Heather Mitchell, or health coach Heather. And today I'd like to talk to you about the Super Bowl and how to make it a healthy Super Bowl. Because when we get together for parties like the Super Bowl or any other holidays, We tend to indulge on things that aren't great for our health. And then we tend to beat ourselves up the next morning because we overdid it. I don't want that to happen to you, my friends. And so today I want to give you some party tips for the sports fans out there. Okay. Now, as a health coach, I see this all the time. I see people not really having a plan when they come into big events or Maybe they have a catered event and it's it's delicious, amazing food and their brain just goes crazy for that food and just wants that food that they really forget about what their health goals are and why they're trying to lose weight and why they're trying to get healthy in the first place because the desire for the food is stronger than the desire to be healthy. So that's the first thing we really have to look at is your desire. Why do you desire to get healthy? Why do you desire to lose weight? Is it even about the weight? Is it more about the way you'll feel? Is it an emotional thing? Is it because you've got some achy joints, maybe some rashes, maybe some bloating? You just don't feel good anymore. You're tired. You're low on energy. You're not sleeping well. And you know you could feel so much better. And so that's why you want to get healthy and lose weight, and just overall feel just your best, your optimal health. Well, that desire for those things that are futuristic, they're not happening yet, they haven't happened to you yet, that desire for those things needs to be much stronger than the desire for the foods that aren't going to serve your body during the Super Bowl. during a holiday. We have Easter coming up. We got Valentine's Day coming up. There's always going to be a holiday. There's always going to be a party. There's always going to be a get together. Another thought that goes through people's minds is I don't want to offend the host who is catering or or inviting everybody over. If If she or he has all this food prepared, I can't not eat the food because that would be rude and offensive. And I want you guys to look at that thought. The thought that I might offend somebody if I don't 
eat the food. I'm writing that down just so we can get some clarity on on this thought. I don't want to offend others by not eating their food. Okay, that's uh, a typical thought that a lot of people have. I don't want to offend others by not eating their food. Now, my question for you is this. Why not? Why don't you want to offend other people by not eating their food? And then after you get clear on that answer, why is it a problem if you don't eat their food? Why is it a problem that they might be offended? Why is that a problem for you? If they're in their head and they see that you're not eating their food and they actually are offended, why is that a problem for you? Do you still love this person in your life, whether it's a friend or family member, even though you're not eating their food and they might be offended by that? Can you still love them deeply and care about this person and not eat the food? Because the truth is, you want the food, but you don't really want the food. And sometimes you really don't want the food, but it's there and you don't want to be rude. So you eat the food and then you're like, why did I eat the food? I don't feel good. What's going on? I've seen this happen a lot. (laughs) It's because you have this thought of, I don't want to offend others by not eating their food. What if instead of that thought, we choose to believe a different thought and we believe it so powerfully? And that is, I can still go to parties and enjoy the conversation and the relationships more than I could have ever enjoyed the food. But the relationships and the connection with your friends is really what will fill you up and make you feel good and them feel good and you not eat the food. You could also think the thought, my friend might be offended if I don't eat the food, but she sure can be offended and that's okay. I still love my friend and I still do what's best for me. I still love my friend if she is offended or he, and I still do what's best for my body. I still love my family members who are eating the certain way. They're amazing. They're awesome. I don't judge them for it at all, but I still do what's best for me. And I stay out of judgment of myself and of them. Because sometimes when you're the person who walks in with the salad and everyone's eating a bunch of junk, they might be having some thoughts about you. Like, who does she think she is? Or who does he think he is? Or maybe they're thinking thoughts like, gosh, they're eating healthy. I should be eating healthier. So now they're beating themselves up. And in your mind, you don't want to be the cause of anybody beating themselves up. So (laughs) you might eat the food that's unhealthy and you don't really want to eat the food. That could be one thing that's going on. It's so important that we gain awareness around what's going on in our head in these moments. Like what's really causing us 
to eat the food. And I think it is because you guys don't want to offend others by not eating the food. In fact, my mother told me this story um, just this morning. I was talking to her about this very same thing. She had eaten a couple of uh, homemade corn dogs that the neighbor made. And she's on a special protocol with me where she's, you know, trying to be healthier. But this guy only makes the corn dogs once every six months. And so what did her brain say? Those corn dogs are so delicious. I have to eat the corn dogs. I'm not just going to eat one. I'm going to eat two corn dogs, maybe three or four corn dogs. He only makes them every six months. I have to eat the food. Can you see the desire for the food or the thing is stronger than her desire in the moment to get into the pant size she wants to be in, to get rid of her achy joints, to feel her best, to flatten her tummy out? The desire for the corn dogs was stronger. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it, how this happens to us? And then she said, I also didn't want to offend them if I didn't eat it, but I did want the food. But I didn't want to offend anybody if I had chose not to eat the food. So we explored that. She said, there was a time where your uncle and his wife came for dinner, a family get together, and we had all of our food and she brought her salad. And I just kept thinking, she is so rude for bringing her salad. She should be eating our food. And I just thought that was interesting that we as a society put so much pressure on people who are trying to get healthy because we put that pressure on ourselves. Her, her internal thought was, she's eating a salad. I'm not, and I should be. Can you see how that's toxic thought right there? Is we start to compare ourselves to other people. We start to judge ourselves against them and their decisions of what they're eating. And we should be doing that too. And these are thoughts as a health coach, as a life coach, I want to help my clients clean up because these thoughts aren't serving them. These thoughts are causing them more depression, more anxiety, more stress than ever. And that stress, anxiety, and depression causes them to emotionally eat so that they can feel good. And what happens when they emotionally eat? They feel good for a little while and then they feel terrible after. They feel guilty. They feel a lot of shame. They get, their, they get, the, they get, on, they get on the scale. They see that they've gone up a few pounds just over the one corn dog or whatever they had. And then it's, it's like so sad for them. <laughs> I don't like to see them get into this position. I've done this too several times in my life. And so sometimes we have to just see, like we have to step back and in our brain, we have to go back to those moments. And this is where a coach really comes in handy, you guys, because we can take a look at that situation and we can replay it out in your mind and we can practice it over and over of how you want it to go down next time you're in that situation, how you wished it had gone down and then how you want it to go down. And that is where I can help you as a coach to really get clear on why do I do this? What are some of the thoughts behind it? How do I clean those thoughts up? And how do I go out now with my friends and family members and not just think about food the whole time, but let the people be my joy and fill me up instead of the food? 
and I can eat my salad or I can eat my chicken breast with broccoli or whatever is on the menu that you know is on your protocol. And you can walk away from that night feeling like a million bucks because you were in control of your brain. You mastered that primal brain, that monkey brain that kept screaming, we got to eat the food, we got to eat it. Or we can't make people feel bad, so we got to eat it. But you mastered, you overcame, you're walking away a winner. And you didn't make it mean anything about you if your friend or the host or a family member got offended or felt bad because you didn't eat the food. You just let them have their thoughts and you still have your thoughts. You separate those thoughts. Their thoughts don't have to be your thoughts. Your thoughts don't have to be theirs. They get to own their emotions. You get to own yours. How do you still want to care and love this person in your life who might be having negative thoughts about you not eating the food? Can you see how this is a little bit confusing, but it happens all the time? And we just have to dig in there, dig into the brain, find out what's going on, and then make the switch to something better. Okay, so we've got Super Bowl Sunday coming up. It's coming up on Sunday, tomorrow, because you're hearing this podcast on Saturday. So tomorrow's Super Bowl Sunday. It starts about 4.30 p.m. Mountain Time. And here's what you're going to do. You're going to eat beforehand. I took a deep breath. Inhale, exhale. Okay. Eat beforehand. A simple way to deter yourself from overeating at parties is to eat before you go or grab something healthy. You could grab a healthy snack on your way out the door. This way you won't have to fight any temptations and you can focus on friends and the game instead. Number two, bring your own food. Sometimes what compels us to eat is the fact that everyone else around us is eating. So pack and prepare something that's lean and healthy, a meal that's on your protocol or that you feel good eating and share that with your loved ones. And if you haven't um, already figured out how uh, kind of a protocol that you want to use for yourself, reach out to me. Let's do a health coaching session and we'll figure out what's the best way to eat for you. Okay. Number three, stay active. Consider staying active during commercial breaks or during the halftime show. Stand up, stretch, dance, or take a quick walk for a break. Inform those around you. So here's where telling your friends and family that you are on a health journey could lead to them providing healthier options to choose from, such as veggies or grilled protein. Remembering your goals and implementing the tips that I just taught you here will help you stay on track during these exciting outings, going and seeing friends and watching the Super Bowl. And if you need to talk through your steps to stay on the plan that you're on, reach out to me. I'm a life coach, I'm a health coach, and I can give you advice, I can help you. Okay, so let's recap on the party tips. Number one, eat beforehand. Number two, 
bring your own food to the party, something that you can share. Number three, stay active. Go on walks during the commercials or get up and move around. If you had a little mini rebound or trampoline, I'd say do that. And number four, inform everyone who's around you that you're on a health journey and see how they support you and come together to support you and your goals. All right, how about a recipe today? How about some chicken nuggets with buffalo sauce and kale chips? Yes, chicken nuggets with buffalo sauce and kale chips. This will yield four servings. It'll take 30 minutes. And here's the ingredients you're going to need. Two pounds of boneless, skinless chicken breasts cut into one-inch bite-sized cubes. One cup no-sugar-added pickle juice. Six cups chopped kale. A half teaspoon of salt and pepper. Divided some cooking spray. I like to use coconut or avocado cooking spray. Six tablespoons. I would use Frank's wing sauce. You could, that would be kind of a fun one, but any hot sauce would work. Four teaspoons of sesame oil. Okay, here's the directions. Marinate the chicken with pickle juice for at least 15 minutes. Try to do it for an hour or so beforehand. Meanwhile, preheat the oven to 375 degrees Fahrenheit. Line two sheet pans with parchment paper or foil and spray with nonstick cooking spray. And then with a knife or by hand, remove leaves from stems and tear or cut kale into large bite-sized pieces. And then wash and dry those thoroughly. Toss the kale with a quarter teaspoon of both salt and pepper. Spread a single layer of kale on one of the prepared sheet pans, being careful not to overcrowd. Spray the top of the kale with nonstick cooking spray and bake for about 15 to 20 minutes until crisp, but not burnt. Meanwhile, drain the chicken from pickle juice and toss with a quarter teaspoon of both salt and pepper. Spread the chicken in a single layer on the other prepared sheet pan, being careful not to overcrowd. Spray the top of the chicken with nonstick cooking spray and place it in the oven five to six minutes before the kale chips are done. The chicken should cook to an internal temperature of 165 degrees Fahrenheit. While the nuggets, uh, while the chicken nuggets are cooking, Whisk together the hot sauce and sesame oil in a liquid measuring cup. Once the chicken is cooked, toss with the buffalo sauce. For one portion, serve six ounces of chicken nuggets, a one quarter of the kale chips, and one and a half tablespoons of sesame buffalo sauce. Okay, this is about 340 calories. 50 grams of protein, 10 grams of carbohydrate, 11 grams of fat. All right. Um, I want to share just a quick little journey to success. This was a note from Bernice. She's a teacher and she's also a health coach now. But Bernice is a 73-year-old wife, mother, and retired teacher. She taught school for 47 years, and after the age of 50, she earned a doctorate in education and began teaching on the college level. There was, however, one goal that she repeatedly struggled with, 
and that was reaching a healthy weight and achieving optimal health and well-being. She says, you see, I thought that willpower and persistence were all I needed, but using those strategies only, I failed. Eventually, some dear friends told Bernice about health coaching and she decided to get on plan. She said, I soon learned that my weight gain was not my fault. Thanks to the support of her coach and community and the protocols, Bernice now practices the micro habits of health, healthy eating and hydration, motion, having a healthy mindset and sleeping better. She says, as I began sharing my journey with others, I became excited about paying this wonderful program forward to to people who, like me, want to become healthier. And that's why Bernice eventually decided to become a health coach herself. And she says, I'm thankful every day for better health, my new friends and her clients whom she gets to help and all the wonderful opportunities provided to her. It's a story from Bernice. Um... Oh, she, if you could see her weight loss picture here, she looks like she's lost about 120 pounds. She's lost a lot of weight. I'm working with a coach. So definitely if, if weight loss is your thing and you're ready to get healthy, come coach with me for sure. Okay. And I can get you from point A to point B much quicker. Now, if it's life coaching you need and you're going through some very deep emotional mental stuff right now that you need some help with, life coaching in in addition with some health coaching, I have a program for that and I'd be happy to tell you more about that. You can just check out healthcoachheather.com and fill out a health assessment. Even in the show notes, we'll leave um, a link for that. All right. Okay, my friends, have a beautiful Super Bowl Sunday coming up. It's going to be amazing, whoever you're rooting for. And you guys, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast episode, would you mind sharing it with a friend? Just go on over to iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. Hit copy and paste on this podcast episode. Share it with a friend. Let a friend know how good it is. And if you wouldn't mind, go rate and review the show and iTunes podcasts. Your rates and reviews help more people to find the show who need help. And as always, go on over to healthcoachheather.com to learn more about my coaching and all that I can offer you.